Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, December 10th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The federal government says consumer prices are roughly 6% higher than this time last year. That has economists trying to figure out what's driving the increases and whether they will continue. I would say majority pandemic related. It's sort of a confluence of a few things. We will examine the reasons behind price increases in just a few minutes. St. Louis County has rescinded a requirement for people to wear masks in indoor public spaces. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Citing a court decision from Cole County and the county council's decision not to implement a mask mandate, Acting County Health Director Faisal Khan scrapped the county's indoor masking order. It's still possible for the county council to pass its own legislation requiring masks, but GOP Councilman Ernie Trakis says it's not clear county council action would change the reality that many residents are not complying with the mandate. We'd be right back where we were, where we got this quote-unquote mandate that by the administration's own acknowledgement, is not going to be enforced. The Cole County ruling cited in Khan's letter struck down any COVID-19 restriction that was issued from county health departments. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri's Attorney General is calling on schools to drop public health mandates, and he wants parents to report any such mandates in schools. But the court ruling he is citing says public health orders are unconstitutional unless they were enacted by an elected body. In the St. Louis region, elected school boards issued many health orders. St. Louis University political science professor Ken Warren says it's all politics. His purpose is a political one. He's running for the U.S. Senate. He wants to placate his base, pump up his base, and uh, he probably is doing a good job of it by doing just what he's doing now. In an email response, Schmidt's spokesperson says any suggestion that move by the attorney general was political is, quote, completely unfounded and ridiculous. The person accused of shooting at two Metro buses is facing 17 criminal charges. St. Louis Public Radio's Niara Savage reports. Police say 30-year-old suspect Isaiah Houston fired an AR-15 at bus operator Jonathan Cobb in the 3400 block of Lucas and Hunt Road, striking the driver in the head. Houston is charged with assault, armed criminal action, and unlawful possession of a weapon. Bi-State Development CEO Toby Roach says some drivers have called off work out of fear in the days following the shootings. Certainly we have had some some call-offs, especially on Saturday and Sunday. But one of the reasons for being here is to try to reassure those drivers. We still need to move St. Louis. Roach says Metro will hire 10 security specialists and is looking into installing additional polycarbonate barriers to protect drivers. Cobb remains hospitalized. I'm Niara Savage, St. Louis Public Radio. Union leaders at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch are backing newspaper owner Lee Enterprises' decision to reject a takeover bid from a New York-based hedge fund. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports. The board of directors at Lee Enterprises voted unanimously to reject a roughly $140 million bid from Alden Global Capital. In a statement, they said the bid, quote, grossly undervalues Lee and is not in the best interest of the company and its shareholders. Hedge fund Alden is known for buying up local newsrooms and slashing staff. 
Jeff Gordon is a sports columnist at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and the president of its union, United Media Guild. He's glad the board turned down the takeover bid. We think Alden's a bad player in the industry and would be bad for the newspaper, bad for the community. But we have to be mindful that the fight might not be over. Alden made the bid to acquire Lee late last month. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. The Loop Trolley is trying to make yet another comeback. There's not much known about the plan to bring it back at this point. The St. Louis Business Journal reports the head of the taxing district that built the line, Craig Heller, wants to get a budget approved for next year. The cost of restarting the line along the Del Mar Loop is not clear. Operational prices for the trolley were more than a million dollars a year. That controversial streetcar line closed in 2019. Experts are trying to get a handle on inflation, which the federal government says has been running at a 30-year high. I asked Washington University economics professor John Horn if the increase in prices can be blamed solely on the coronavirus. I would say majority pandemic-related. It's sort of a confluence of a few things. The increased demand for products, at the same time, it's harder to get them because the supply chain problems, that leads to higher prices. I think the part that's not necessarily pandemic related, actually, it's a remnant from the last financial crisis uh, 10 years ago, is that at the time, the Federal Reserve had increased the money supply to help cushion the economy. And that has continued ever since. And combined with the availability of the income to go buy things, having a lot of excess money in the economy also tends to drive prices higher. The higher prices, it's hitting all sectors? It's not, actually. If you look at airline prices, are still well below what they were at the beginning of the end of 2019. Some things have gone up. Um, I think I was just reading today, though, that gas prices and natural gas futures are going down. That is sort of pandemic-related, but that's also partially choices by OPEC to stop producing as much. I think the thing that's challenging when we think about the inflation is we hear that overarching number of you know 6% change or... Five and a half percent. We think that everything's gone up by five and a half percent or six percent, and it hasn't. Some things like used cars and new cars are going through the roof. Other things are growing, you know, sort of the two percent they normally have, and some things are actually lower prices. So, does that suggest that maybe this is a blip? I tend to think it is still, even though you know there are a lot of really smart economists who are saying no, it's systemic. The reason I keep going back to why I think it's more likely to be a blip is that. When I think about inflation, when I look at the 5 or 6% consistently going up over time, it means that next year prices will go up by another 5 or 6%. And for that really to happen, you've got to believe that the cost of producing is going to go up by another 5 or 6% or something similar right? to get the prices to keep going up. And typically in economics, we think about that as because wages keep going up. The wages go up, which means I have to charge higher prices, which means wages go up because the my workers need higher wages to pay for the higher prices etc call me skeptical i just have a hard time believing that yes while the labor market is tight right now that firms and businesses are going to continue to keep giving five six seven eight percent wage inflation is there evidence now that those wages are on an upward trend yeah wages have gone up especially at the lower end of spectrum and if you look at certain types of industries or classes of jobs some of the lower skill service sectors have really had to compete to get workers because there just aren't as many of them how do you see this all playing out say in the next couple of months within the next year 
I can tell a really compelling story that inflation is going to be five or six percent for the next couple of years until the Fed decides to put a hopefully mild recession in place to kill that inflation. I can also tell a really compelling story that by the middle of next year, it's going to tamp back down to like maybe 3% on its way back down to sort of the normal 2% we've had the last couple of decades. For what's going to determine that, I don't want to say it's all pandemic related, but I think the uncertainty and the shocks that have been hit because of the pandemic, if those start to work their way out and we sort of get back to a more normal way in functioning, I have a hard time seeing inflation staying that high if we do sort of fix some of those supply chain types of issues and see some prices sort of stabilizing because there's not the constraint of actually getting the things we want. That was Washington University economics professor John Horn. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Have a great weekend. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.